Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to the Glasgow is Green podcast, aka GigPod. I'm Stevie and I'm here at Bar Bacchus after Celtic have beaten St Johnston 2-0. I was at the game and I was doing something on 67 Hail Hail. My partner in crime, Rizzo, was having to watch along while I was uh, starring the show alongside Hamish and Ewan. But the real hero of GigPod, Rizzo himself, is here in the flesh with me and he's ready to talk Celtic to St Johnston. Hello there, John. Hi Stevie, hi everybody, what, what an emotional day, we're doing a, a gig pod in the flesh for the first time in gig pod 2.0 when, when did we last do this, was it in 2017? I think it was, did we not like get beat to one off Bayern Munich and I think you came to my flat We watched a couple of games I mind, we watched the the 5-0 game against the qualifying game Astana it, Astana But then I think, uh, Bayern was after that though I don't remember us watching that game. I thought we did. Anyway. Oh, who cares? Oh, we did a podcast together. Oh, well, person. okay. Anyway, I know the audience are dying to hear about more history between myself and John Reed, but we have got a game to talk about. Now, I just want to let everyone know that in the background you might hear some noise. That's a combination of the bar staff at a wonderful bar Bacchus that are hosting this, and Hamish Carton of 67 Hail Hail, who's frantically searching a bag for some equipment <laughs> because he seems to have been missing something in his camera. Hamish, is everything okay there? Excellent. He's giving us a thumbs up, everyone. That shows how much you're a pro, my old mate Hamish. Is didn't he talk? Let's put a thumbs up. One He's a, fe- a fellow podcast veteran. I can truly, only I can only salute him. Truly is one of the greats. Right. Anyway, speaking of which, one of the greats, Celtic. What a team, John. Three points at home at St Johnston. We both predicted that we were winning the day. Anyway, we both two went one. two one. Yeah, so we we've did. got only two points for this one. So I'm still ahead by, by two, points. two points in the the by lunch race. Brilliant. Well, I'm looks, still thinking, by the way, about where we're going to go if I win. So Surely it's going to be somewhere in the wonderful Barbacus, John. Come on. Well, it could be, yes. This is a, a great, great barn. 
Thanks to Ream for giving us a space for this live podcast extravaganza. <laughs> but when Celtic uh, lined up today, um, our man, the Greek fella, GG started. We'll talk about him when he's goal later on. But there was no Abada. I think we were crying out for him to be dropped. Not in a bad way, of course, just because, like, I mean, a young guy like that does need to be rested, just Aye. like Montgomery and all that, just like Michael Johnson's going to obviously be having fleeting appearances for the bench. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But the big main one for me, I, I was expecting uh, volleyball and goal to start after he was impressive last Saturday. Didn't. Joseph Juranovic, who was excellent today, was in his place, but he's, Johnny's still not a left back. I mean, think of how good he would have been at right back today. No, no, it's... Like the team seems to be finally getting like back back together. We're getting our best players back. Like uh Forrest and Julian are back in training, they could be back hopefully in the next few weeks. It's probably the only strange thing about the team lineup in the world. There's another one as well, the forwards, but we'll talk about that in a wee minute because you can understand that. But I think we've played like four or five players at left back this season. Was Konomi Bowley, was there a reason given to that? I never I heard anything. anything. I never heard anything. And for once, the wonderful Wi-Fi at Celtic Park was working. So if it, something had happened, I would have seen it on Twitter or something, but I didn't see anything. So I'm really not sure. And the thing is, we talked about it last week. He played well at Motherwell. He didn't do anything wrong at Livingston. He was one of the few players that didn't disgrace herself that day. And no, it's just very weird. I mean, we've got Liam Scales as well, Montgomery, Taylor, Bowley. Juranovic, so that's five players who've played at left back this season. And that sort of explains why the reason it's been a sort of rocky start. I mean, we're finally on a good run now, but no, it is odd. But you can't really complain because I thought Juranovic was great today. Yeah, and you know, we won the game to now three points. We've got the deficit down to one. Rangers, Hearts and Dundee United all on 20 points, as on 19. But one of the, you know, the first sort of 20 minutes or so, John, it was a bit of a lifeless game of football. That wasn't really anything to do with Celtic. St Johnston came, didn't they really try and attempt to put us under any pressure? It was a lot of, it was just kick rush they were playing. They were such so defensively minded. Now, John, we've always talked St Johnston up. I mean, I think they deserve a lot of respect after their accomplishments last season. They're fantastic. Callum Davidson is an excellent young manager. But I don't know about you, I was expecting far more and I was really disappointed by how he set that team up today. They were so, so negative. Sometimes they were playing like 5-5-0 five, five, and that's every single player in their half for a lot of the game. And I don't really understand it because you think, we're OK, we had an extra day's rest, but we had a, like, a big game in midweek. St Johnson did do well last season. Like They were the most successful team in Scotland last season. Uh, but no, it was... It was like a throwback, sort of, when teams would come to Celtic Park under, especially the Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers years, would just play damage limitation and try and sneak a goal on the break. Maybe, who was it that was missing for them again? Well, they haven't ever replaced Alan well, they haven't, there's no replacement Jason Kerr as well. Kerr, but one of the other players was missing there, I completely forgot who it is. Michael Hallinan wasn't on the team at all today. Uh, well, they didn't really, they didn't need to contribute to the game at all, apart from some outrageous challenges in the second half which we'll talk about in a wee minute but no they, and the game was sort of the first half especially in fact the first 60-65 minutes up until a, a, a brave decision by the referee sputter of the relief the first 65 minutes were quite boring in that I know people will say well Celtic should go out and try and like, entertain and get goals but St Johnson and I can, I can understand why they did it because they are still a wee team in the grand scheme of things. We've not started this season brilliant, but we're still like the biggest team, and everybody wants to try and get like try and sneak a point at Parkhead. But no, they were so dull, really. And I don't know any St. Johnson fans, so none of them are going to listen to us. I doubt. But no, I, I 
I couldn't watch St. Johnson play that football every week. I can understand now why, even though they won the double last season, they've got hardly any fans. Because that is terrible football. You said they were missing another player, I just remembered. Sean Rooney. Sean Rooney, aye, he's a good player. And if he's playing in the semi-final a couple of weeks, maybe he'll, he'll give us a bit of a hard time. But Well, I'm sure he'll score a hand in, after all. <laughs> but no, they played terrible, terrible football. And I know there's been other managers getting stick recently, like Stephen Glass, but I don't even think Aberdeen will play that bad football. That was really bad. No, they didn't. Joe Hart had nothing to do. He didn't make a save at all? No, nothing, nothing at all. And, you know, we're talking about the game and everything and how poor St Johnston were, but let's credit Celtic because Celtic played a style, and they do play a style of football that forces other teams into mistakes. Johnson Johnston set up, I mean, we did say they were defensive, but they still set up well and they didn't really give us a sniff. But then one mistake from, I believe it was Callum Booth, uh, left back, he misjudged a Juranovic sort of, was it a shot that looked up? I think it was a shot, yeah. Yep. So that happens. He misjudged it. He went to uh, go and clear it. He just like sliced it, completely mm-hmm. miskicked it. I think Ralston anticipated it really well. Put the ball in and your man, the Greek fella, puts Gigi. it away well. Now, I think what was so good about that goal was it was actually very instinctive because mm-hmm. it came up to like hip level mm-hmm. and it's not an easy finish whatsoever. But he took it very, very well. And what was also a good thing to notice is we saw that as good as Kyogo is, right? And Kyogo's a fantastic player, but I'm not going to sit here and uh, lambast him. But Kyogo has missed some right sitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that sort of ball comes into Kyogo, you're not 100% sure if it's been taken or not. But when Gigi scored, he was so instinctive with it. It was as if you know he's been doing that um, all his career, <laughs> and certainly all last season in the Dutch league anyway. And that was uh, such a well-taken goal, and I was quite impressed with you know his finish. No, it was a great finish. It was a natural striker's finish. And Celtic don't really have a natural striker now. I mean, you can consider uh, Kyogo a natural striker, even though he does score a lot of goals. That was a very instinctive finish. It was a sort of goal that you would expect Ed- like Edward or Dembele to score. And I don't think he's that kind of player, I think. Gigi's more of a sort of target man type player, because I noted that we did do more cross balls in the day, and for once they were slightly better, because as you remember, we've done that against Livingston, it was driving us mad, because yeah. we never had a focal point there, because a Jetty's just not that kind of player. But no, Gigi is, and it was an excellent finish, and his celebration was good as well when he slid on his knees towards the Green Brigade, who lapped it up on their fifth anniversary. But no, it was an excellent goal, and it was a goal that we needed, because the first half was sort of pretty dull up until then and it would look like St Johnson were just content with keeping his arm's length. We had one chance before it when McGregor hit that shot for the edge of the box and Xander Clark saved it with his feet. Okay. But no, it was a really good goal and uh, we'll talk about maybe we're much better with Hugo in the middle of the park. I mean the middle up front. He's nowhere near as good in the wing but Gigi started his first game. He scored his first goal. Wouldn't they be surprised if he's starting again in uh, so I just got distracted there by the <laughs> Hamish Carlton taking a picture of well. <laughs> No, I think he might even start on Wednesday because now he's got that goal, his confidence will be high. And you can't really criticise, but one start, one goal, and mm-hmm. Angel's after the game. It worked for me. He started and he scored. I mean, it was half time at 1 0. I wasn't expecting Celtic to really change our style. It's more to do with the fact that I didn't expect St Johnston to come out. What I did think was on the hour, I thought maybe they were going to, you know, fling on. Yeah, I expected Stephen May or something to come on, but I felt, you know, St Johnston might have maybe changed and had a wee bit of a go um, in the second half. But still, John, after an hour, they were 
so disappointing. They were stifling the game. Celtic, at one point, Carter Vickers and Starfelt, who I thought was impressive today, Gigpod fans, and after I gave them pelters upon pelters, he was really, really good. Especially a bit when Juranovic was at a position and he intercepted, it covered for left back really, really well today. So well done to the big man. But my point was, Star, um, Starfelt and Carter Vickers were both like camped in St Johnson's half, and they just seemed so you know, happy with it. And again, it's trying to do a podcast talking about that how well Celtic played and how we were comfortable enough to get the three points and, and competent in that respect. But at the same time, I mean, they really did just ruin a game of football. And it's... I, we, we, we're not going to have the complaints from Celtic have won it, but you're looking to be entertained. and There was just nothing happening there to, for it to be an interesting game of football up until the last 20 minutes. No, they were far too defensive. As I said earlier, it was like... It really reminded me a lot of games, especially under the Martin O'Neill years. When teams just came to Celtic Park and did nothing, they didn't want to attack at all, and that's that Celtic team was far better than this one. So I don't really understand St Johnson's yeah. tactics today, but the game did bust into life in the last twenty minutes. Indeed, Chris, that's got to be Kane. <laughs> I mean, he was utterly dreadful today, John. We we were talking about actually, Gigpod fans, I cut this one out because when me and John were doing the shoot predictions, uh, the way Starfield was playing, I felt something like Chris Kane because he has a, a natural pace to a player, he's a nuisance, I feel, and you look at him against Galatasaray and Las Glynns for St Johnston and how he pounced on daft mistakes, but I felt as if, you know, that, that was a game, like, beforehand, Chris Kane was going to pop up and score, like he did last season, of course, Aye. but, my God, he was abysmal today, one of the worst performances, you know, I've seen for an opposition player at Celtic Park, and it was him who was involved in the brawl that broke out, where... I think at one point like, he kicked Carl Vickers when he was he down did. the deck. He did. But no, I didn't see this for where I was sitting at block 102. John, you might have had a better view. But apparently he went to hook him as well. I didn't see that, but I did see him kicking him because I was sitting in block 121. Uh, so I was like higher up. So he did have a kick at him when he was on the deck. Then all the Celtic players for the first time in a while like, were angry and jumped in, like Joe Hart even. So you can see there's like, a spirit in the team and... Yeah, I was going to ask, what's your thoughts on the fact that all the players were, oh, the pass, they were, they were on the passive, they were like right over protecting uh, More the of that, I mean, it works for other teams that managed to avoid having poor decisions against them. I won't name those teams, but uh, no, it's uh, more of that, please. But it was a brave, inverted commas, decision by the wonderful referee, Nick Walsh. Who we will not criticise. Who we won't criticise, who manages to miss like, leg-breaking challenges like sometimes and sees them other times. But uh, no, he booked uh, Chris Kane and he booked uh, Carter Vickers as well. I don't know Strange. why. Must have just been for his reaction because he went mad. And understandably, if you're lying in a deck and getting kicked, I don't think you're going to be happy. So, no, that was a terrible decision. There was a decision before that wasn't as poor when uh, Xander Clark shoved Kyogo. And I didn't think that was a penalty. I thought that would have been maybe a bit. Apparently, other teams in Scotland would have got, but we wouldn't. But uh, no, that really lit the crowd up because the crowd were fuming that Kane didn't get sent off. And then a couple of minutes after that, I think there was a move where it was three fouls in a row. Yeah. And then the last foul, Kyogo got brought down in the penalty box, and it was a penalty. But what was the build up to that, which I didn't talk about with Amy from you and Ella, but was when he mentioned with yourself, was what was good about that was like that. But that brawl that broke out and it obviously disrupted the game and it could have really you know killed the momentum but 
Celtic kept her discipline really well. Mm-hmm. We focused on keeping the ball. We focused on still playing the same way. Mm-hmm. St Johnston lost the plot. They Did lost they? the nut. They committed stupid fouls, and then when they gave away the penalty, you know it's what happens. Juranovic steps up. John, there was never any doubt when he stepped nope. up, wasn't or not the calmest player on the pitch, the most composed defender we've got, one of the best players that I think we're going to end up seeing at Celtic Park. He is fantastic. He's he's been a great acquisition. What a Honestly, I, I was gushing about him um, earlier, as you saw, John. And so it's just Thankfully, it wasn't literally. <laughs> but no, like, Joseph Juranovic, I'll get your thoughts, but I just want to say, absolutely fantastic footballer, and it's a real pl- privilege to watch him just now. I thought it was great. It was his uh, best game so far, and a Celtic shot, I'd say. And that's a bit weird that our best penalty takers are a fullback, but... No, I thought it was excellent. I really think he should have got man of the match in the game. For some reason, Jota got it. I thought Jota was okay, but he didn't stand out. But no, I thought your average was brilliant. And especially when you consider that he's playing out of position. That he's left back there now. No top marks to him, and I think he'll only get better. He'll be, he'll be even better, as you said, when he plays in his normal position. Yeah. But you kind of complain that out, because it worked. It worked today, and no, good on him. I mean, Andrew made two big decisions today. Play him at right back, and they give GG's first start, and they both Paid off. Yep, definitely. And also, very, very quickly, Michael Johnston. Now, yes. I'll, I'll shut up here. I'll let you just talk about Michael Johnston because I do feel Gig Pod fans were, uh, were trying to keep this one fairly quick today. And if I talk about Michael Johnston, could be here for another hour. So, John, uh, briefly, Michael Johnston. It was thoughts? very impressive again, just like it was against Ferenc Barros. And he was very unlucky uh, not to score towards the end of the game when Celtic were creating a lot more chances when he curled one off the inside of the post and he would have deserved that goal but no he's playing well and he's doing very well as an impact player and I think he could cause Hibs big problems on Wednesday night and finally talking about that game Hibs are now in 5th place they lost today against Aberdeen uh, Scott Brown's Aberdeen sorry yeah so if we beat Hibs we open up a 7 point gap and that's your best pal Jack Ross found it again there John no he's not a good manager at all I mean, I mean, last month I said to you a rhetorical question that if he's kept doing well, that we'd go for him. But that's not going to happen. And they're not playing well, they know we are playing well. I know we struggle there, but we really should be looking to go there on Wednesday night. And that would be a real statement one, yeah. the biggest of the season. If we go there, if we go there and like beat them 3 nothing or something, which I think we could, then. And we can. We can. And I think that would, uh, that would cause a lot of people to get worried. Yep. And you now look at the league table where you have Hearts on top, you've got Rangers second, Dundee United third, they're all on 20 points. As I said, we're on 19. But John, you've got, I mean, forget Rangers in there, but Hearts probably should have won today. They drew at home, didn't they, against Dundee. But Dundee United, John, won mm. again. And it really says a lot now about the, the, the top six in the Scottish League, like the strength of them. It's they're going. To, I think you'll see teams like Hearts and Dundee United, I'm not saying they're going to push us all the way. But they're still going to be there or thereabouts maybe after Christmas and into January and all that. They're not going to go away. I think they'll maybe challenge a bit longer than usual, especially Dungeon United. I think they're a very good team and they've like played some different games. a good games. manager as well as we've talked good about. manager, yep. And they've like played some hard games already. Like they've beat Rangers, drew by us. So no, I think they're a decent team. When we go there in December, that'll be a hard game. But very tough game. We'll talk about that. Am I right saying that's not on TV? No, it is. What is on TV that yes, one? the game on Wednesday night isn't on TV, thanks Sky. Aye, so I can't keep track of the wonderful company Sky and the decision making about what games are on <laughs> TV or not. I'm it's sure very bizarre. That one, it's very it? bizarre. All right, well, anyway, we can wrap this one up, John. is episode 74 and 
everybody, I'll let you do your sign off but thanks for listening everybody to this live episode extravaganza where I'm Stevie and finally after four long grueling years I've seen Reed so face to face again has it been emotional John? Yes even though that was a wee white lie there because we've seen each other before that we made all you lied to the audience and I don't stand for that <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everybody for listening uh, thanks to the great fellas and ladies at Barbacus for giving us this opportunity to record live for the first time in a while who knows we might end up doing it again in the future but no we'll be back on when, Wednesday night I'd say. wait a minute who gave you the equipment now to record oh Hamish of course thanks to Mould uh, 6 7 Hale Hale College Ham- Hamish College sorry I'm too emotional I'm choking up about the glory of 6 7 Hale Hale <laughs> No, thanks to Hamish, as usual. And he'll be guesting in Gigpod in the future, no doubt. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday night, I'd say, after the Hibs game. Yes, we'll do a, a podcast of our shoot opinion on that one. Yes, and that'll be a big game. Big night for Celtic, hopefully three points, and we'll speak to you all soon. Hail, hail. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.